Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For A Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. And this week I was joined by Jane Corcoran, who is a LinkedIn coach who knew it was such a thing. But what Jen really knows for sure, which obviously does tie in with her business, but I think actually ties in with us all in our entire lives, is that to move forward, to progress, that you need to toot your own horn. Now, most of the time I'm actually quite good at tooting my own horn, I have to be honest, but I think there's lots of lessons in here for all of us, whether on or off of LinkedIn, that we shout about our successes, or as I often say to people, don't dim your light for me, shine it bright, when they're trying to be shy in front of me. So, enjoy this one, and I hope you get some tips from it. Jen, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here and yeah, I think this is going to be a great chat. Uh-huh. Tell us a bit about you. So I'm a LinkedIn consultant and I specialise in helping introverts, empaths and highly sensitive women just to use LinkedIn in a way that feels in flow versus forced hustle vibes. There's a lot of like hustle, hustle, hustle on LinkedIn. So I'm about using it in a way that just feels aligned rather than doing things for the sake of doing things yeah no that sounds perfect and I actually witnessed on Facebook today a couple of women I know that were talking about LinkedIn and how it's a wee bit exhausting all the sort of automated messages and things you get so I think it's probably super relevant to us all and that's how I had got in touch with you in the first place on LinkedIn so yeah thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for having me thanks fellow Celt. <laughs> so where are you in the world actually I like to place everybody. I'm in Devon in southwest England and I'm originally from Dublin. All oh, right there we go there we go. So Jane I know you were saying to me that you've thought and there was a few things but we need to know what one you landed on tell me Jane what do you know for sure? Yeah I think what I know for sure that you know whether you want to progress in your career your business, your life, it could be your love life, anything, you have to toot your horn and be visible in some way to get that kind of result. If you're not willing to toot your horn, you're just you're just not going to get the opportunities that you would. And I know a lot of introverts will be listening, thinking, oh, it doesn't feel natural, but I'm an introvert. And I think, yeah, you just have to do it in a way that feels good. You can't not to your horn and expect to get results in life. It's only since I put myself out there that everything happened, you know. For example, even meet my husband, I met him online. If I didn't put myself out there and took my horn in my profile, put the best pictures, put the best blurb, I wouldn't have met him. And it's the same even in my career, you know, took my horn in my CV and then now is like a business on LinkedIn. Um, so I personally love to my horn online ah. <laughs> as an expert. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Because I, I'm all right with tooting my horn anywhere I happen to be. Probably don't toot it enough online, actually, I would reflect. And I think often people, when they're trying to be shy about showing off what they can do, and I'll often stop them and say, you don't need to hide your light from me, shine it bright. Shine your light bright. But I know that isn't the necessarily the table everybody will always be down where someone's saying, please shine your light. I would love to see it because it's not going to dim me. I'll, I'll reflect off your light. Do you know that way? It's fine. I suppose women, everyone probably, but we're talking about women on this podcast, a lot of them really do struggle don't they yeah and was that was that you 
And how did you, where did the wisdom come from within you to say, right, maybe I need to shout a wee bit louder about who I am and what I bring to the party? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think women are the hardest on themselves. And um, I became actually a voluntary trainer a year or so ago. I started to host I Am Remarkable workshops for women just to help them to kind of brag, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it, I think a lot of people think it is kind of braggy and boasty, but if it's fact and it's true, you're literally just speaking truth, you know. But I think for women, it's really hard. And I know when I was a trainer doing that, I had to read loads of stats. And it was amazing because... And I'm sure we all know this, like men, you know, in general, if they're going for a job, they only need to have like maybe 40% of the qualifications to yeah. go for it. Women are like, oh, I need to have 100%. I Aye. need to be like absolutely perfect. No room to grow into it, you know. And um, yeah, it was fascinating. So I do think women block themselves. And I think the, the changing point for me, I think, was when I was in corporate, I was surrounded by men in, um, I was in financial services, I kind of got stuck, it wasn't really me, but I was surrounded by very extroverted salesmen and they were always whinging about their bonus or their salaries and I think a bit of it just rubbed off on me. They were better in person and more articulate in like, you know, vocalising what they wanted so I started to be better online, you know, for my annual appraisals, like creating a little kind of accomplishment file throughout the year that I could put in, you know, every month I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And when it came to my annual appraisal, I just presented that. Because before that, I wasn't very good at like thinking off the top of my head of all the mm. things I'd done. Because I think we dismiss it. We do something good and we're like, yeah, I've done that. On to the next. You know, so it's like my husband's like, God, you, you're so nervous about certain things. And then the minute you do it, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's mm. move on. <laughs> you know, so I think, yeah, just seeing those guys and the way you know, they were so ballsy. And I realized, you know, I was being massively overlooked in that job because I wasn't the most vocal there was louder people in the room getting, you know, their opinion across and I just didn't feel heard. So that was how I started to do it. And now as a business owner, I keep a similar, you could call it a brag file or accomplishment file. And every month, you know, this will be in it, you know, this podcast, just any time I do something that I feel I'm proud of or is helping me kind of push the needle in my business, I put it in. Because I do think we are hard on ourselves. And then you can reflect back and go, oh, I've done all that. Or I think it's nice to even have like all of your testimonials in one place. If you're having that kind of a low moment and you reach here and you go, do you know what? I am actually good. And, you know, you might have had a client in a week or two and, you know, the scarcity might kind of kick in. But when you reach here, you go, oh, I actually, I am good. So, yeah, I do it really just to keep myself boosted up. But, yeah, they they rubbed off me on me just... They were so bullshy, like moaning when they get 100k. And I'd be like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it just seeped into me <laughs> little by little. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think it's fascinating. I love the idea of keeping a note of your achievements because actually for something that I was doing earlier today before we've recorded this, I had to go back and see sort of what pieces of work had influenced how I had arrived at a conclusion for something else I was talking about. And as I started writing them all down, I was forgetting I was forgetting all the things I've done. And that was just me in the moment trying to remember. And then as they all come up, I was thinking, God, I have done an awful lot, haven't I? And I know, I think I've got two thoughts on that. The one thing is that if we don't 
keep a brag file, I'm definitely opening one right after this call, right? So if I don't keep a wee spreadsheet on everything that I'm doing, then I will forget. I will forget. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. But also, something about us knowing where we've been to know where we're going. And sometimes people will look at my... Like somebody was saying to me the other day, I was looking on your LinkedIn and you've done so much stuff. Now, I'm not as good on it. I need tips on how to get better on LinkedIn. But I do put all of my, th- my achievements and everything on it, right? And all the work and the different things things I do and I attend and I thought they make it sound as if it's easy for me (laughs) like and I'm not saying it's hard because it's joyful and it brings me joy and I love being freelance and doing all the different work I'm doing but you have to put the effort in don't you yeah definitely and it wasn't easy for me to toot my horn online like I first like absolutely cringe as an introvert I did not want attention on me I did not want spotlight but I think I first learned about LinkedIn when I was in corporate and I was like, oh, my God, do I have to be on it? Like social media, what's that all about? And then I, I went to a talk and heard about like the power of it for my job and my career. And I thought, oh, I better go on there. You know, it's like going to complement my CV. And I think once I learned about the technical side of it and how it all worked, I was like, oh, that's fine. And I just I've always treated it as a communication tool. Whereas I think so many people get blocked <laughs> and they get imposter syndrome. and they worry about the content but I never really worried about it I always think as long as you're happy with your profile and you're connecting with good people you don't have to do all the things just do what feels right for you like energetically or time-wise but the first step is obviously your profile and I know I did cringe a little bit you know positioning myself but I quickly got out of it and I think if you look at your LinkedIn profile as if you are a friend what would you say to your friend to position it? And I find when I work with my clients, there is a lot of good stuff in there, but it's in the wrong order. They're kind of doing the the great accomplishments at the end of like their summary. And I'm like, no, 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 this needs to go straight to the top because yeah. you need to grab their attention and you need to get straight to the point. And I do find a lot of my clients that are business owners now, they're still showing up in employee mode and they're kind of rattling off, you know, little duties. And I'm like, oh, not really customer centric enough. So I always encourage them, you know, get all your testimonials in one place, collate them. And if there's any really good ones, we're going to stick them in there because it's always more powerful if you hear somebody else saying you're amazing rather than yeah. you know, like, I'm the best in the world, you know. But um, yeah, I, I, it can be tricky. And if you're listening today and if you're like, oh, that's absolute cringe. Remember, people like me love doing it. I just... I love picking apart people's profiles and like just overhauling it. It gives me joy, you know, and I think in another life I would have been an online dating profile writer as well. I love doing that as well. <laughs> you know, I did it for my husband's friend recently. He's like a stud magnet now. The amount of dates he's getting. <laughs> I think I've missed my calling. But I just think so many people, they just play it small, you know, and you know, all my clients are amazing. Uh, but they they all have the same blocks. And when I actually talk to them and find out more about them, I'm like, oh, my God, you've done this, you've done that. But that's not in your profile. And I'm like, let's get it in there. Yeah. And I think that initial cringe that you might have. And I remember it took me about a week to kind of ease into my new boosted profile, even though I'd done it. And I, then after a week, I was like, Do you know what? I'm going to own that. Yes. <laughs> so you, you will own it eventually. It will feel It's like anything new. It feels a bit awkward at the start. But if you can't toot your horn, you can't really expect anybody else to like fully believe in you or invest in you if you're not saying, hey, 
you know, I, I'm the best and I can really help you, especially now there's a billion people on LinkedIn. There's so many voices. You have to, like, be yourself and stand out. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are still wearing masks on LinkedIn. They're yeah. still in that kind of corporate headspace that, you know, uh, they're afraid of judgment. But I think if you're truly yourself mm-hmm. and you connect to, like, what you're passionate about, then LinkedIn becomes a joy. And I think if anyone's listening and they're like, a joy, just ask, are you being truly yourself on LinkedIn? And you can to yourself in a way that doesn't have to feel cringe. You know, if it's based on fact, it is fact. Like, so if you've got great, you know, qualifications, don't be shy. If you've had great accomplishments, if you've worked with big names, if you've got a really good testimonial from somebody that you can put in there, like, don't be shy. Put it in. Life's too short, like you said, to, you know, and to, like, dim your light, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, get out there and sparkle. <laughs> yeah, because as you're chatting through everything you've talked through, I'm thinking of the two different ends of the spectrum that you've brought up there. At one end, we've got people that are playing small, and in the other end, we've got those salesmen that, that taught you that, you know, the big arrogant egos that wander about the world that are always shouting about what they do. And I suppose when I, when I contemplate both sides of of that and I would lie somewhere in the middle right I'm, I'm quite vocal but I'm not a big arrogant salesman driven completely by my, my ego but there's a calling on people on us all I suppose to make space for other people and to not to not say oh aye you're right showing yourself off there aren't you as opposed to say that was great that I saw you do, you do that and we, so it's a two way lesson I'm getting I'm thinking I need to shout about myself to encourage others to shout about themselves. Exactly. I think it's a cultural thing as well, Anne. I think, like, UK, Ireland, there is that kind of, like, don't big yourself up, especially if you're from a certain generation, like, I'm Gen X, so you're kind of brought up, you know, be humble, be seen, you know, like, don't be, you know, don't be too vocal, whereas if you think of, like, America, they're brought up with that, you know, show and tell in school, and they get up and... I'm great and I think Americans are great at like supporting each other at all like you go girl where there is that kind of begrudgery I always think in the island and and UK kind of like who does she think she is (laughs) but I always think if we just are a little bit more American (laughs) especially on LinkedIn then you start to lean into it and it's funny because I know all the self-help and everything I've done over the years it is very American leaning and it is all about you are awesome you know you are good enough and um, yeah, I think it's a cultural thing. Certain nations are just really good at tooting their horn and mm-hmm. others are not. So um, it can feel awkward because obviously we've got like the voices of our parents and the people around us, you know. But I think if you surround yourself with the right people, like givers, they will be like, yeah, you go for it. But I think, yeah, it's kind of that self-acceptance first and thinking it's actually, it's okay to do this. And it, it might feel a bit cringe, but... Yeah, no magic happens if you don't kind of toot that horn. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so what if we were just before we finish off, if you were to give us one tip of what we should do on LinkedIn now, if we've not already done it, what would that be? Yeah. I would say just even think of the top part of your profile, because that's the first thing people see either on the desktop or on the app. Look at your banner, your headline and your headshot. And think, are they really selling myself? So like the headshot, is it professional or is it like a selfie? I mean, you can take good selfies, but have a look and think, would I want to do business with the person in that picture? Is it oozing confidence? 
And then the headline, ask yourself, is it clear or is it clever? Because there's a lot of clever headlines that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> and, and the headline and the banner, they're really connected. So once you get the headline nailed, you can design your banner. So a quick formula for the headline is kind of like ABC. A is say who you are, you know, what your title is. B, who do you help? If you've got a particular niche. And C, how do you help? What is the transformation that you bring? Because I see a lot of people, they forget to put C in the transformation. So they're like busy selling the sausage, but not the sizzle. And ultimately, people care about C. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, think of like have a look. And and it doesn't have to be in that order, but you need to have somewhere in the headline who you are, who you help and how. And then make sure that's in your banner too. Think of it like, you know, it's your warm introduction to the world. If I look at your banner, is it clear what you do? Or have you put, some people have nothing in their banner and you're like, what the hell? And then other people have thrown the kitchen sink at it and they have so much text and sayings and quotes. And you're like, what the hell are you? Are you a photographer? Are you a trainer? Are you? So you're kind of making people read on. So I say make it easy for people so that they see at a glance, okay, for me, she's a LinkedIn consultant. Do I want to read on? Just make it easy for them. Um, so yeah, think of just getting clear and having that branding. I know when I got my first professional headshot, everything changed for me on LinkedIn. My confidence changed. People started to connect with me way quicker. It was a shock to me. And then I was like, oh, wow, I've got the power here now. You know, I'm going to reach out and really build my network. But that was the changing thing. And I think getting a professionally designed banner is a real like deal breaker as well, especially if you want more premium clients. Like if you invest in a decent banner, it, it makes such a difference. And I'm a big believer in if it's not your skill, just outsource. Like yeah. I can do Canva, but I am not a graphic designer, so I get my graphic designer to do my banner. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally I do agree with that, Jen. I really do. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great, it was a great chat. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.